0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Talk Sheesh. Recorded live. The following is a
4: presentation of AOW Productions.
5: This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily stay to reflect those of this station or its management. Introducing Chris
1: Master, Mr. Freeze, and Bad Billy. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio.
6: All right, ladies and gentlemen, as I fix my microphone, there we go, that is much better. Welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 28th of April, the last show we're going to do in April, 2018. I'm your host, Bad Billy, and of course, I'm joined by an under, under the weather, but nonetheless, he is here, Mr. Freeze. What's going on, bud? What's
4: going on, buddy? How are you? I'm, do, I'm doing you? all right. Good, Glad good. you're here. Hello, everybody else. Thank you, thank you.
6: <laughs> yes, yes. What's wrong, man?
4: Uh brother, I'm uh, as you know I've got a lot of physical injuries that I'm trying to play catch up and at forty five. And I'm just in such such an amount of pain that it's literally making me throw up. It fucking hurts.
6: Uh, I'm terribly so. sorry to hear that, but uh Yeah. I know I know you're gonna get better. I I know you are and oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thank you for being here, regardless of the circumstances. You don't let that stop you. (laughs) Yeah, years ago I would have.
4: Yeah, years ago I would have just called in and said, no, I'm not going in.
6: (laughs) No, but you love this shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like being a cunt. (laughs) Well, today we got an interview with a guitarist. He's a... He's with three bands. We're going to be talking to him. Justin Manning out of uh, California. He's the guitarist of Smoke Hollow, um, uh, Smoke Hollow, Moth, and Crown by Fire. And we're going to feature music from all three. We're not going to have an idiot of the week like I had planned on it. In fact, though, we're going to spend uh, the next segment uh, recapping on last week's epico- episode because there's more to talk about. And uh, those of you that tuned in, whether you were here in the U.S., you were you you were down in South Africa putting up with the misery that uh, Malema, the EFF, and the ANC are making you go through, or you listen anywhere else abroad. I thank you very much for listening. And uh, yeah, we got more to talk about, Uh, but we better uh, I better get in contact with uh, Justin. Tell him what number to call. In the meantime, I'm gonna start the show off with Small Hollow and Salvation. And we'll be back with Justin Manning after this.
5: And you go a something like this. Hit it.
1: And now from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio.
0: thrill seeker rocking out to the station. I hear you. You're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah, blah drink in a can or bottle. One that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey, the best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey, 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you. At Coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Coldcock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Coldcock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly.
1: Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland the easiest way to get out of jury duty is to begin every answer with according to the prophecy.
5: Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes,
7: ma'am, please don't touch. Without free speech, society never would have discovered that the earth is round or realized that a person's rights should not be based on their skin color. Figures like Galileo and Martin Luther King prove that free thinking alone is not enough. If you wish to change things, You have to speak out about what you believe. Exercise your right to free speech, for it is one of your greatest rights. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association.
0: If you love country music... Something country. Oh, there's lots of it and more on Cranked, Cranked Up, Up country, country with Curtis McKinney and Brad Hennington. You may remember them from Cranked Up Live. Cranked Up Country is three hours of the best country music on the planet, combined with real personalities and fun. Listen for the Cranked Up Country hick picks and artist picks. Call Brad and Curtis with your song requests. And hey, you may even expand your vocabulary. Airhead, bird brain, bonehead, <laughs> chowder head, <laughs> clodhopper. Clodhopper. Seriously? <laughs> For broadcast times and stations, visit Cranked Up Country on the web at crankedupcountryradio.com. Like Cranked Up Country on Facebook at facebook.com slash crankedupcountryradio. Follow Cranked Up Country on Twitter at Cranked Up Live. Cranked Up, Up Country. Country. Rode hard,
1: and put up wet. Hey, I'm Neat, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions.
6: All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Salvation by Smoke Hollow, and it is my pleasure to welcome Justin Manning, who is... Uh, the their guitar player. He's also the guitar player for Moth and Crown by Fire. Justin, are you there, my friend? Let's go. <laughs> All right, if you can hear me, you're cutting out just a
2: little bit. I I uh, I uh, I'm hearing you, and then I'm not hearing you. It's popping in and out.
6: Oh, that's kind of weird.
2: Yeah, but it uh, seems to be okay now.
6: Yeah, yeah, it seems to be working just fine now as we speak. Anyway, so Justin, for those who aren't familiar with you and and the band you play, why don't you give a little bit of background about yourself?
2: Oh, well, uh, most would know me from the band uh, Crowned by Fire. Um, We've been doing that for 11 years now. Um, I also play in a band called Moth. And Most recently, uh, we started this project, Smoke Hollow. uh, That's what I'm doing right now, currently. Um, And, uh, uh, yeah, you know, previous to that, um, you know, uh, most people know me as the previous guitar tech for Zach Wild, and uh, George Lynch, and Tommy Victor, and so I kind of took guitar teching thing a little bit different than most guys do uh, I wasn't there to uh, become a career tech I was there to learn how to play guitar and so that's how I did it
6: hey that's Find awesome yeah. yes. yes that is awesome that is awesome and uh, yeah Zach Wild, of course uh, for, former guitar player for uh, Black Label Society currently I, I believe correct me if I'm wrong but he he plays with Aussie now.
2: Well, he is Black Label Society, but hmm. uh he does currently play with Ozzy now. And,
3: and uh how was it uh, how,
6: how did it come to be that you uh, got to know him?
2: Oh, a mutual friend. Uh mutual friend hooked us up. Uh he he happens to be my neighbor. Um well, not not a close neighbor, a distant neighbor about a mile away, and uh, somebody hooked us up, and uh, the rest is history, you know. Now he's one of my best buddies, so that's um, uh, that's how it happened. You know, I guess living in L.A. really does have its advantages. It's got its disadvantages when it comes to the the, uh, music industry, but uh, which most people don't know about. Uh, but it has its advantages, such as things like that.
6: Oh, so, absolutely. Absolutely. The people you get to know out there, and there's some big names out there. I mean, yeah, the
2: anybody who is anybody. Live, yeah, I mean, to the right of me is Zach, and uh, straight ahead of me is George Lynch. Uh, shit, we just saw uh, Ricky Rocket from Poison at the grocery store. I mean, yeah, I, I don't live in Hollywood. I live out in the sticks. So... <laughs> I mean, there you go, dude. I mean, we could go, I could go all day long about, you know, just weird things that we see and people that we know. And just, that's how it is. You know, my wife wants to go out. We go to the rainbow, you know? And so, um, you know, it's cool for me. I've been here my whole life, so I don't really know anything else, you know? Uh, but I, but, but my wife is Canadian. So, um, I have, uh, uh, had i've learned a new appreciation for um where i live i guess you know uh really becoming that close with somebody who's not from here you know Absol-
6: um, absolutely her- absolutely it puts everything in
2: perspective you know so it's yeah it's it's just a neat situation i suppose
6: yes absolutely absolutely so um How old were you uh, the first time you heard a song or listened to a record or looked at a guitar and decided, hell, this is something I want to do?
2: I was about 10 years old. And uh, I remember uh, I've been asked this question before. So I've actually thought about this. I remember being um, about 10 years old and my, my aunt Susie uh, watching me uh, and I was in her apartment, and I even know where that apartment is. Um, I I drive by it uh, often, and I think about this. And I remember uh, at the time, Appetite for Destruction uh, had not hit big yet. Um, And it was actually on VH1, which at that time was all like softer rock. It was all like... Kitty G and stuff like that, you know, and so my aunt was jamming to it and uh, all of a sudden Welcome to the Jungle came on and it was like super scary to me. I was 10, you know, and these guys are just angry and then uh, and then boom, it it breaks into the main riff and it it shows them playing at the whiskey and I remember seeing Slash and going, wait a second, that's a that's a guy. (laughs) <laughs> a, you it <you, laughs> looked like a, a a real life cartoon character uh but all but but without being cheesy it was all it was all very um uh done so well and uh and that at that moment that second it all changed it just i remember the the minute the second that it changed, and from that point on i was totally totally insane about. it There were there were some other things that kind of led up to it, but we we'd be here all night. So, um uh, mm-hmm. that was really the moment where I went I want to do that. And mm-hmm. um you know, I'll be 40 in in uh October and I still, you know, that's still my number one thing. And so many people that I meet, uh they don't know what they want to do. They don't know what they want to be and
8: a, a, another,
2: you know, thankful, another thing for me to be thankful for is um, the fact that I've always known what I wanted to do. The only problem with what I want to do is that it's one of the most difficult things uh, ever to pull off. So, yeah, but I'm getting there.
6: So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Freeze, any questions?
5: Not yet, or, but... sorry.
6: <laughs> no worries. No worries. All right. Uh, so, you know, since uh, you live out in Southern California where, uh, you know, where a lot happens, we'll just say that a lot happens. Where, from Where that. it's
2: always, where it's always hot as fuck.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hey, I lived five years in Vegas and I, I know. Oh, there the you go. It's yeah.
2: really hot there. Yeah, add 10 degrees to whatever we got.
6: <laughs> yes, exactly. But, uh, when I first started this show, uh, I was living in Ohio, and one thing I really, really love about it out there is the local music scene out in the Midwest, not just Ohio, but Indiana to Absolutely. Illinois. Right, yes.
8: Um, Absolutely.
6: You know, of course, just about anywhere you go, there's, there's going to be a large local music scene, but, um, you know... There are many bands out there. I think many bands of musicians that uh, aren't going to make it as far as they should, and they're not going to get that recognition, of
8: mm-hmm. course,
6: which which is very unfortunate. But uh, you know, comparing uh, the local music scene uh, out in the Midwest to where you are now, where a lot of people uh, long to be, or they you know they go there. Sometimes uh, to get a and they get their dream accomplished. Sometimes it gets right. scattered. Um, right. But uh, I don't know. How how would you compare the uh, local music scene of the Midwest to to what's going on in California as well?
2: I'm really glad you brought that up. That is um, a very interesting question.
9: Um,
2: you know, in 1985, man, this was it. If you weren't in L.A., you weren't. It would you had no chance. Um, it was it was you know like uh, uh, you know being at CBGB's you know as a punk band you know um, or uh, you know the, the Sunset Strip was the, the the center of everything. Now it's skeleton of what it used to be. Um, the only thing that's really left is the rainbow and the whiskey, the whiskey in order to protect themselves. I mean, I, I get it and I understand, but, um, uh, their, their, their rent has got to be, I'm just speculating, um, but their, their, their rent or mortgage or lease or whatever however it is that it works down there has got to be so ridiculously expensive that, um, uh, because of the, of the corner that they're on, um. That uh, uh, they force the bands to uh, if you're not a national act uh, you have to pay to play so they give you 100 tickets you have to sell them for $15 a piece which means you need $1,500 when you show up for soundcheck um, and they'll do that to like eight bands in a night um, and they'll yeah. cram you on the stage and uh, there's no built-in crowd because of this. Um, they don't differentiate uh, the guys that have been around for a while from 15 uh, year old kids. Um, the only time that you really get rewarded is if you continuously play by their program. And um, with Crown by fire, we, like we refused because we'd already done it so many times when we were younger, uh, kind of coming up, we were like, we don't need that. And we ended up getting signed three times with three different labels um, uh, and actually recorded our first record in Florence, Italy, and got to fly over there and live there for six weeks, um, right. you know, without playing any of that game. On the other hand, the Internet helped <laughs> a lot, you know, like If it wasn't for the Internet, that would have never happened. So it changed the game. So uh, L.A., i got to be honest with you, nothing against any of the promoters out here. I know it's not their fault or the clubs. Some of the clubs are great. Um, But compared to a place like Dallas, Texas, or the Midwest, uh, we actually would pack up all our shit here in L.A., and leave and go down to dallas uh uh, houston uh, new orleans uh that whole area and and in the midwest oklahoma things like that and uh, just absolutely kill it in merch um there's just such such a bigger scene and there are bands that that from out there without naming names I'm not terribly impressed by, and I got to be honest with you, I'm a little bit jealous because they sort of have like, I don't know if it's there's nothing else to do, Um, or or uh, maybe here pop culture is always uh, so far ahead of everything all the time that that going and seeing your friends band is kind of like oh there's always (laughs) something better to do. I'm not sure what it is, Um, but we have to leave Hollywood. And go to the Midwest and the South in order to play club gigs that are, you know, they pay us guarantees, they take care of us, they put us up in hotels. Um, people want photos and want things signed, and and they really appreciate it. Here, nobody cares. Now, if you become huge, I mean, if you, you know, if you're in the next Guns and Roses well, then you're probably going to eventually find your way back here because this is where the studios are and things of that nature. Uh, But uh, on this level of things, on the club level, uh, the Midwest and the South has the West Coast beat by a lot. And so it's almost like being stranded on a deserted island. It takes – California is huge – um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nearly the entire left side of the United States. Yeah. Um, uh, so and it's five hours thick. So in order for us to go anywhere, we have to travel, you know, a day and a half, two days of straight driving just to get to where it's good. So for those bands out there that are in these, you know, uh what they feel is rural, and that they need to come to L.A. They don't don't come. Don't <laughs> yeah. waste your time and money. You know what I mean. And now with the internet, it it, it levels the playing field. I mean, if you're good, you, you don't need to be somewhere <clears throat> to be good. You know, you can be good and be from uh, Jackson, Mississippi. You know, and just be the, the next greatest. Look at Pantera. I mean,
6: absolutely.
2: They took over everything. They knocked Metallica off their pedestal. As far as I'm concerned, you know, and they came out of a place where nobody knew um, that heavy metal existed down there. You know, you figure it was all country music. You go down there, man. It doesn't. It doesn't get any better than than that when it comes to metal.
6: So. Uh, uh, the metal scene in Texas is very, very underrated. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, dude I, I I talk about it, you know, on nearly every uh, interview that I do. I mean, they're they're the, the greatest fans in the you know in the, in the country. I mean, I don't know if it's. I, I think it was happening before Pantera got. Well, I know it was happening before Pantera got big. It's just nobody said anything about it because there was no band to associate it with. So I mean, in L.A., you know, everybody figured, well. That's where that band's from. That's where everything's going on. But them Texans, they've been doing it forever. I mean, in the early 80s, they were all. You know, ask the guys in Metallica. I mean, King Diamond's from down there. You know, I mean.
6: I mean, well, and if you really want to get to the roots of it, too, the bare roots of it, too, Buddy Holly being from Lubbock. And, of course, uh, he was pretty much hated by all the old school uh, locals at the time and only loved by the teenagers. Right. So it, it kind of, I think it did kind of start with him a little bit there.
2: Certainly. Of course it did. I mean, all those guys laid the groundwork for, you know, what is, you know, today's uh, what is done today is rock and roll. You know, I mean, all the way into the blues, you know, um, and it came from there. It certainly didn't come from here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I got to be honest with you. It, it didn't. The only thing that comes from here is, you know, I think that the celebrities with money wanted to live where the weather was nice. And one thing that we have is really nice weather, which is, again, something that I never thought about until I'm here <laughs> a Canadian.
6: <laughs> and I
2: realized how how nice it is.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's also
2: why um, it's, why, it's, why it's as expensive as it is. <laughs> oh
6: my God! You ain't kidding. <laughs>
2: Dude, you're looking at like two grand a month for like a two bedroom apartment. That's that's not that's like bottom of the barrel. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's an expensive place to live.
6: Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Now. um Musically and lyrically, who would you say your influences are, and why? I know you mentioned the uh, Guns and Roses, but uh, anybody else you want to mention as influences?
2: Oh man, I mean that's a long list. That is an incredibly long list. Um, it's uh, um, uh, it is as far as metal goes. Um, Hard rock. I would tell
10: music
6: in say. general.
2: Music in general. I mean, yeah. It's. I experience. have a name.
4: I'll give you a name that might be on your list. Uh,
2: from where I'm from, how about
4: Teddy Nugent?
6: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely,
2: Absolutely you know. I figured
4: most of us around the age that bracket that we're in would uh would know who Ted Nugent is. So uh, I yeah. Said it I mean, the, yeah. And I mean, you
2: know, the thing is, is like Ted. Ted created like, well, he he didn't single handedly create it, but he really did have a lot to do with like the over the top guitar hero thing, you
5: yeah. know. Like
2: he laid yeah. the groundwork for that, you know. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you know, Uncle Ted and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Slash, Time Bag. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, James Hetfield, I, I think, is an amazing yeah. guitar player. Um. Yeah. You know, uh, but I but I'm I'm also really into you know country music as well. So
3: very good, uh, very good. I'll
2: sit around and uh you know, today when I got home, I was listening to Willie Nelson. Um, good old Willie. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
5: absolutely. I, you know,
2: I, yeah, and I'm really I just like good good music, you know, quality. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, as far as like guitar players go. You know, I really like, you know, all the chicken pickers, um, all that kind of, uh, country and Western sort of, uh, playing, which I find to be a lot more challenging than, than metal playing, Um uh, than, than playing metal. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it's just, I have a really wide, uh, gaping net, um, uh, for what I'm into. And, um, uh, uh, you know, Billy Gibbons I mean, can't say enough about him But I, I would say that as far as like the newer stuff I I kind of like to sort of be uh, My take on it is I'm kind of like an ostrich Where I have my head in the sand I don't really pay attention to what's going on With the trends, with metal You know, dude, if you heard this new band I'm like, I don't really care, you know And the cool thing about that is is that I end up just writing my own style of stuff based on the influences that uh, that, that were with me as a child. Um, and I figured that if somebody is really that great, eventually they're going to end up on the table, you know, in front of me. And I think that the last band for that to happen with me was Gojira, uh, the, uh, the other guitar player in Smoke Hollow. Was like, dude, you you got to check this out, and uh, I checked it out, and I was like, wow, (laughs) these guys are heavy as fuck and original, you know, um, and they're from France, which is bizarre. So,
6: and speaking of which, too, have you had the opportunity to go abroad and play? Yeah, I have. Leave the United States. Yeah, What, what have you done?
2: Well, the first time I went was with Zach, and I was his guitar tech at the time, and I, I, would, uh, I actually went out and checked, checked his guitar rig in front of, like, 180,000 people. I think it was <laughs> at the, ba- the Vakken Festival, and the stage was, like, 20 feet in the air, and because he's in Black Label, he's in the center and he was on the end of the ramp, um, and that's where his pedals were. And so I had to go out there and test the whole situation. And um, and uh, you walk out there with somebody like that's guitar and hit an E chord coming to the PA system, and you watch 180,000 people erupt. Uh, that'll <laughs> yeah. change your life. <laughs> you know, it uh, changed shit. mine. Um, and that was the first time that I went over there. And then, uh, the second time I went over there, Crowns, Crowns by fire had gotten, uh, a record contract, uh, by, with an Italian company. They were from Italy. They were based in London, but the guys were Italian and they were like, would you guys like to come to Italy and record the record? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a frog's asshole watertight. I mean, worst case scenario, we get to go to Italy. So we went to Florence, Italy and lived in Tuscany on a, a, a winery on a farm. And oh, very nice. Oh, dude, it was like we hung out with like, um, uh, you know, the, the farmer uh, riding around on his tractor with them. And I, I like to cook, you know, so I explained this to him. And I told him when you harvested the olives, he'd make olive oil when you harvest the olives i want to help because i like to cook and i want to say i did this and i want to see how you do it and right. um so i actually got to pull the, the olives out of the tree with this like rake thing onto uh, huh. the ground onto this tarp and and then to help to make the olive oil and he would make us homemade wine um obviously it was italian cabernet which is just amazing man it's an amazing experience and we recorded one hell of a record out there. You know? so.
6: it is, it's got to be better than American Moonshine. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> American Moonshine tastes like shit, man. <laughs> it makes make you blind if you're not careful. But, yeah. hey, you just mix it up with a little bit of Coke.
6: That's okay. <laughs> You'll be all right. <laughs> oh, Mr. Freeze, any questions? No, no, no. We're, you guys are
3: doing fan fucking <laughs> There we Ran go. On, man. On, man. <laughs> so right. yeah,
2: so 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 now we got this new thing going on, you know, and uh, uh, it's something, you know, kind of a collection of, of friends. You know, I've known Dewey for a while now, and uh, uh, we decided to put something together, and um, and I said, hey, I know a guy to record it you know, and let's uh, set up and write and record. And what you, what you just heard is what we came up with. So uh, that's, uh, so we're, we actually are rehearsing tomorrow and um, just trying to get everything dialed in, man. And, you know, get ready to uh, 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 start playing this summer, you know, get out there. And we'd really like to get out, you know, into the Midwest and down to the South and, you know, where we're really, we're, we're known down there, you know, as individuals from different bands. So, uh, kind of the idea was to sort of put together a super group. I mean, that wasn't really the idea. More the idea was let's start another band and let's get Dewey Bragg to sing, you know? So that's kind of how it started. Uh, and then it ended up kind of, uh, you know, me bringing in, you know, the best musicians I could get my hands on. So, um and so that's that's what's going on man and uh uh it's it's it it's gonna be slamming that's for sure
6: oh man that's that sounds exciting hope- hopefully yeah. you guys are gonna oh, hopefully you guys are gonna make it up this way either you know you yeah the club.
2: we we would absolutely love to you know yeah. It you know it, I mean it always boils down to finances. I mean it's you know it costs yeah. X yeah. amount to get from Y to Z, and and so if uh, if the clubs are there and they're willing to, to to house us, you know bring us in and and give us what we need to get from point A to point B, then then by all means um, we're willing to uh, uh, go and do it. Um, that's really what it boils down to. Um, if it were up to us, we would do it 365 days a year,
6: you know, um, damn, that's, but, that's, that's something, that's something.
2: Yeah. But that's not, you know, that's not reality. So
3: <laughs> yeah,
6: reality, uh-huh. reality
2: is, is you got to do a couple of rounds, you know, until you can get it to the point where, you know, there's a profit margin. There's something, you know, everybody's got bills, and kids, and, you know, lives, and this, and that, you know, I mean, we're people too. You know, so um, you got to be able to cover all that stuff. You know? Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's all, definitely all not gone. easy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not <laughs> easy, man. If it was easy, everybody'd be doing it. You
3: know. Yeah. So, oh. so
2: yeah, but but uh, but I think that the the talent, you know, the, the pool of talent in in the, in the band is is such that it should actually make that not so hard. You know, plus we've all kind of been through it. We all kind of know what's going on. You know, we're, we're definitely that's right. that's not that's right. new to the situation. You know, So it's kind of um, uh, makes things a little easier. You know?
6: Absolutely. Uh, one of my favorite questions here, because I always, mm-hmm. I always get a different answer every time and it's always something mm-hmm. good too. But the, in, in all your years of playing, and it doesn't matter if you packed a large stadium like Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. or, a, or a very small hole-in-the-wall shit hole bar out in the middle of nowhere Kentucky that holds about 25 people, mm-hmm. What what is the craziest thing you have witnessed while performing on stage?
10: Oh, wow. Well, I almost,
2: uh, let me think. Um, (laughs) fuck. Um, I have been sacked from behind, uh, by a, by a drunk guy that, that, uh, uh, was not looking where he was going and thought he was going to dive off the stage. Um, I have, uh. I once witnessed a kid get slammed so hard. He had bought some CDs. I don't know if they were ours. It was which <laughs> we still had CDs. I don't know if they were ours or or another bands. But he had had some CDs in his hand. He had to be maybe sixteen or seventeen years old, and there were some big guys there in the pit. And I, the kid, I could tell, he wanted to get in, uh, and he was trying to. Find a way to get in, but he was a little shy. And uh, the next thing I know, I heard him—I heard him over the PA—get hit uh, from from behind, and um, uh, he slid from one side of the club to the other across the concrete, and uh, his CDs and the cases went sliding across. And I, I, I'll never forget that. Um, uh, so there's there's i mean it's always something man i mean it's literally it's like the only job where it's 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 constant it's constantly out of control it's like just constantly controlled chaos um, I have had uh weird uh people with mental issues. Um, contact me and say they were this, that, and the other thing, and then they show up and they're clearly something's missing. Uh, they bring you <laughs> something, something that's not anything like what they said they were going to bring you. Um, you know, whether it be a guitar or or, or, or whatever. Um, I've had uh, uh, just, I mean, it, it never ends. You know. Um, I almost got blown up on stage in Germany um, by concussion bombs. Those flash bombs, those flash pots. Oh, sure. Yeah, they didn't tell me they were there. Damn. And and they're German. You know, they just like get on. You go out there and do it, and you know, and then you know, I'm running running back towards the amps. And boom! 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 But, you know, and had I been two seconds earlier, I would have been in a burning unit in Germany. Oh fuck! Yeah. So, you know, I mean, just like I said, I mean, I could, I could probably tell you stories all night long about just bizarre shit that happens. You know, just. Um, uh, I remember getting followed out of Oklahoma by about 15 troopers. They saw us in a, in a restaurant eating breakfast. And, um, uh, when we left, they got on the freeway behind us and followed us until we were out of the state. Uh, So, you know, just, I mean, Again, I could just go on and on and on. And that's besides our own maniacal bullshit. You know, it just goes on (laughs) when you take five talented individuals that, if it wasn't for music, probably wouldn't really hang out with each other. You know, I mean, maybe they would. Because, I mean, obviously, the style of music that you like tends to sort of... uh, you know, create kind of the same likeness of people. But nonetheless, I mean, you take five guys from five different backgrounds and five different situations and you stick them all in a van and send them off across the country to all these places they've never been. And crazy shit's bound to happen. There's so...
6: Absolutely. Story. Absolutely.
2: I can't. I can't tell you. <laughs> You know, I, I can't. I can't tell you the story. <laughs> get my get my friend in trouble.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Just,
2: just, uh, can you hear me? Hear me?
6: Yeah, yeah, I can hear you.
2: Yeah, hear me now. Yep. So, so yeah, you know, um, the road's a weird place, man. And uh, mm-hmm. as I get as I get older, I learned that um, the main thing, you know, about it is to stay healthy and sleep as much as you can.
3: Absolutely.
6: I got I got one more question uh, before uh, before I get to it, uh, Mr. Freeze. Any questions?
4: Oh no, bud. You guys, uh, <laughs> all right. You guys are great. You guys are doing just
6: just all right. Yeah. All right. So my final question: um, Say a group of kids, ages fifteen to early twenties, they're telling you they're about to start a band. What? Advice you think you could give
3: them? Hmm. Uh,
2: my advice that I would give, child. Well, I would say find something else. But
8: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then, then, then
2: all the great things that have happened in my life wouldn't have happened. So, I, how can I possibly say that? I would. I would say you know. Without sounding like an asshole without trying to sound like an asshole I would, I would say, you know, I hope you got thick skin because it's it's a rough ride, man um, it is a rough ride, and you know they could say you know it's all about who you know, and you know it's not really you know um that doesn't really. I mean, you know, unless your dad's, like, you know, some famous producer, you know, and he's got every connection in the world, that helps, you know. Um, uh, But, but, you know, people that are in this industry, they're in it to make themselves money and to feed their family, and they're not in it to help other people. So, unless you can prove that you're a commodity, um, it's really hard to break in uh, naturally, you know, um, it, it, it's, 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 it's a, it's very difficult to uh, break in uh, what's that term um, organically. organically, you know, uh, which is what I've always, I figured, you know, Hey, the cream rice is to the top, you know, if you're good, and you, you kick serious ass, you know, people are going to take notice unnecessarily. You know? um, and, and I would, you know, I would also say, you know, be nice to everybody. Make as many friends as you possibly can, because it's all about numbers. And you should be nice to everybody anyway, you know. But, but, um, you know, uh, you know, you should have as many friends as you could possibly get your hands on. And being in this industry, that's a difficult thing to do because most of your friends tend to be musicians because that's what you have, that's who you have. Shit in common with, uh, and if you're really good, they're going to be jealous of you. Um, so you're going to be dealing with the, all these weird things that you, that you, that, you, that that shouldn't be there, but they but they're but they're there, and you have to deal with them as you go through. Um, you know, the other thing is too would be you know uh, you know have a good credit score, create a good credit score. <laughs> uh, that way you can take out a loan. Because yeah. in order to in order to do a band properly for real, um, you would need to uh, you're you're essentially you're starting a business, and um, all a record deal is is a loan, a financial loan, and uh, with a really really bad APR of like 50, 50%, percent five zero not one five five zero. And that's 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 you know. So why do that when you can just do it yourself? You know. <laughs> yeah. And and then reap all the all the profit. I mean, if you're really that good, and, and you know nobody is going to invest on anybody who's not willing to invest in themselves. So, if I could do it over again, um, you know, those are some of the things that that I would have paid attention to, um, you know, like I would have paid, paid more, tried to pay more attention to uh, things of that nature, um, which at the time, you know, when I was younger, I, I, I had zero idea about nobody. There was nobody to tell me. And if I, if my son wanted to do follow my footsteps and I told him this, he probably wouldn't listen to me either. Did you really <laughs> blame him? You know, but, but the kid should though, you know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, my son, I actually named him Marshall, um, and, uh, after the amps and, um, uh, you know, if he, if he wants, I mean, he's, he's, he's got everything at his fingertips, you know, um, he would have it a lot easier than I did. That's probably, he probably, he, right now he could care less. He's eleven. You know, he likes you know. I showed him power cords and stuff like that, but it's not. It hasn't bitten him like it bit me. So you know, I certainly wouldn't force it on him. But if he did decide that he wanted to do it, um, I would sh- sure hope that he would follow my my advice. You know? So treat yeah, it like a business. You know, take take business management classes. Uh, go to school to learn how to run a business, how to count, you know, because that's what you're going to be doing unless you want to get ripped off.
4: Good ass advice. Actually, that's some of the best yeah, advice that's I've heard. Very good. That's really, very good. Indeed.
2: That's, that's really the, the, it's the nuts and bolts of it. I mean, you know, I wish I could say, you know, something more fun. You know, um, but, you know, Pantera got where Pantera got because of Vinnie Paul, you know, because he knew about that shit and he paid attention Absolutely. to that shit. And, and so when it comes to a record contract, um, if you know, you're lucky enough to be offered one, you know what you're signing. So what's worse than becoming the next biggest band in the world and you're super famous and you're touring all over the world and you're broke? What good is fame yeah. without fortune. I mean, that's not. I'd rather have the fortune than the yeah fucking fame. Yeah, you
6: know I mean, you yeah, give me the money. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I mean, you can be a somebody all you want, uh, but uh, in in reality, if you don't have money, you're a. You can Three be should. that somebody, <laughs> but you're still a nobody. You you're know? a nobody, if, dude. yeah. If you're in, if you're a nobody with money. You're you're a nobody that counts,
2: <laughs> right? And that is one thing that you know. I mean, people say that you know, money uh, can't buy you happiness, and there is certainly um, some truth to that. But it's not black and white. There's a lot of gray, and um, there's a lot of middle ground, and, and there's a lot of uh, variables. Um, you know, you could you could uh, have the most beautiful Girlfriend in the world, but if you ain't got cake to take her somewhere, she ain't gonna be around for long, son. Nope. Uh, and and so, time. right. So, and that doesn't mean you know that all women are 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 in it for money, but I mean, you know, they want to go out and have they want to have a good time. I you know, so so you know, I mean, in the end of the day, really, you know, pay attention to financing, pay attention to to the numbers and, you know, learn how to run a business and um, learn how to communicate uh, because essentially um, if you're doing what you're supposed to, you're going to be a, an entrepreneur, a therapist, a friend, and a ventriloquist all at the same time. And there's a lot more other shit that's added to that list that it takes to become a successful musician in today's uh market um I would also uh say you know obvious obviously computer skills you know i'm i i'm I'm pretty behind in that you know um, I think I only just down i only just got iTunes like maybe three months ago i didn't really understand what it did
5: how many I don't that,
2: that shows <laughs> uh, uh, well, it's cool because you can just type in any record you ever liked on your phone on the fly, and it just plays. And if you really love it that much, you just keep it in your phone. You know, I remember carrying around um, those zip-up cases full of CDs. You know, it was like we had album collections, you know. Oh, yeah. And now it's all, all right. on my phone. And I just barely figured this out a couple of months ago. You know oh God, so, I used, and, I, and and I'm on there multiple times and I didn't even know what the fuck it was
6: well as for so. me i've I used to carry around a small case full of cassette tapes back in the day so
3: oh, totally which now are making
2: a comeback my father
3: yeah.
2: has my father has uh my dad kind of was the first one that really turned me on to like rock and roll you know he's a big music fan and and uh he's got dude his record collection would blow your mind. I mean, it's like, it's all the good shit and it's all the original pressings, all the Zeppelin, all the Beatles, all the journey, all the Boston, all the Fleetwood Mac, Allman brothers. And it's, they're the original records. They're not represses. They're from the sixties and seventies. And it's just amazing to stand there and and hold them and like, listen to them and, Look at the sleeves and the, you know, the gatefolds and the artwork. And I was born in the wrong generation, man. <laughs> <laughs>
6: well, you're when you hold one of those, you're holding a piece of history.
2: Yeah, and that goes back to the business. You know, um, you're holding something physical. You can't download that. You have to buy it. Um, that's yeah. why those guys are so wealthy. You know,
4: nowadays.
2: Oh, that's killer, man. Nowadays, you know, uh, your artwork is air. It's it's not. It can be shared from one person to the next, to the next, to the next, and there's no way for it to come to you, and there's no laws. Um, Lars Ulrich was right. You know, and I thought he was right the whole time. I just didn't want to say anything because then everybody would have hated me, too. But he was right. Napster was fucking everybody, you know, and it's easy to say, oh, well, that's, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're this millionaire rock star. Well, rightfully so, you know, if somebody, you know, so the guy that invented the yo-yo, uh, was he not allowed to be wealthy because of, you know, something that he created, you know, or the guy that created the car or or um, or anything? You know, that's, that's free enterprise. So uh, you take this one, you know, you can't, you have patents, and you're not allowed to infringe on patents, except for music. The one thing that I do, no, that's okay. You can take that person's product and pass it around like, you know, like it's fucking gonorrhea. <laughs> you know, and we're just supposed to, and we're supposed to be okay with that, you know. It's like, uh, do you know how much it cost me to make that product, you know, or what I, what kind of hoops I had to jump through, you know? It takes, you know, upwards of five years to record a record if you don't have the proper financing behind it, you know. So, um, uh, and where does that financing come from? So. That's that's what's why I say, you know, to uh if I could do it all over again, you know, have great credit, uh go out, get a business loan for ten grand, uh, you know, take half of it. Well it's not even enough anymore. Twenty grand, you know, record a record for five grand, which you can do nowadays, um, and uh uh go out and hit the road. You know, and mm. you're probably gonna lose your ass.
3: Yes.
8: <laughs> you know,
2: so like 9 out of 10, well, probably 90 out of 100 are going to lose their ass. And there's another 10, you know, that'll come back, you know, $100 in the green. You know, um, and there's one out of those 100 or one out of a 1,000 that's by some weird miraculous thing. Some big label comes and picks them up and dumps a shitload of money in them, into them and sticks them in front of, you know, and on all these festivals, and they become huge, it's like just this weird party that's happening that I haven't been invited to. I know people that are there, but you know I haven't been invited to this fucking party, and it's kind of a bummer because you know I know I speak for a lot of other people as well. It's hard to get to that next level, you know so you know, unless you want unless you want to be staff you know work as a roadie
3: or whatever. Then it, then it's not
2: that hard. So, yeah. But, but yeah. So there's my advice. <laughs> 20 minutes. All right. Hey, it's good.
3: good, good, good. <laughs> it's good. It's good.
6: All right. So we're going to be hitting our uh, music set here in a minute. Gonna mix it up of uh songs of bands that you have been in. Uh a little uh Crown by Fire, Moth Um, Smoke Hollow, we're going to mix that up a little bit in the music set, but before we get to it, uh, Justin, why don't you give yourself a plug? Tell the listeners where they can find you on social media, where they can find your music, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Reverb Nation, all that good shit.
2: Okay, let's see uh, how well I do this. Crowned by Fire can be found on Facebook um, at uh, obviously Crowned by fire. That's C R O W N E D, crowned, not crown, which is a common mistake. Um, Smoke hollow, uh, the same thing, can be found on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Um, And moth would be under moth sounds. Uh, So moth sounds. And all these are, you know, some are, or aren't some aren't on SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all those things. And if you, if anybody listening would, you know, go on and like any of that stuff, um, that would be fantastic. Download the records on iTunes. Um, you could find me. Uh, I actually have two personal pages and a fan page. Um, They're kind of jacking me around. Uh, I started the fan page because the main personal page was maxed out of 5,000 friends. I'm constantly getting requests. So, with the fan page, uh, it's unlimited. The problem is is that as soon as you make the fan page, you post something and only a small portion of the people that like the page can actually see it. Unless... I pay them. Oh, so yeah. yeah, so I created a secondary regular page, but it just becomes it's it becomes a fucking hassle. You know. Um <laughs> so it's you know, but I'm on all of them. so uh, you know, look me up at Justin Manning, Justin Neil Manning, um, Justin Manning fan page. And uh you can get a hold of me there and uh you know, if you have any questions, uh, you know, let me know, and I'll do my best to answer them. I'm always All right. Them,
6: so. Well, Justin, I really appreciate your time here on Outlaw Radio, and I want to wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. And definitely, um, absolutely, I, I hope uh, you're going to make it uh, around this neck of the woods because, uh, yeah, I, got, I, I would love well, to attend the show
2: absolutely yes. well if i do you guys are definitely on the list and uh uh you know uh, uh so you know
8: for whatever reason
2: if it's a year from now or two months from now make sure you all hit me up and um uh, thanks for uh finding my situation interesting and my story interesting enough to have me you on your show i really appreciate that man it's humbling it's, uh,
6: absolutely
8: absolutely bizarre nice
4: hearing another good person in the world, man. It's it's nice to hear a good, another good person. So God bless you, my friend. Good for you. Keep going. Thank you. Yes, Thank sir. Thank you.
8: It's
2: odd to me that people would be interested in stuff that I do. I, it's just natural to me. So, you know, I appreciate it, man.
6: Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Very nice, very nice. All okay,
4: right.
2: I'll take it easy. All
3: right, man.
6: Take care,
4: bud. Thanks.
3: You bet. All
6: right. Very nice. With that said, we're going to hit our music set. Uh, when we come back, we're going to recap a little bit on uh, last week's show. So with that said, don't nobody go nowhere.
1: This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, did you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? <laughs>
11: Fresh from the SCP Bakery, it's the new Cockroach Bread. Have you ever seen a cockroach crawling around your floor? And after squishing it, wondering, can it be used for something useful rather than just going to waste? Well, now there is a way. New at Stereo Dust Particles, you just bring in your cockroaches and we bake them into a lovely loaf of freshly baked bread. Now you can get rid of the roach problem as well as get rid of your hunger pains. It's killing two roaches with one paper towel. It's cockroach bread. Now available from the SCP Bakery for only 19.99 a loaf, and available at all SCP bakeries nationwide.
10: There is no other feeling than strapping up
0: or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up! you better get ready because it's just you your Hunter Athletic Gear and the voice telling you to train harder no matter how much experience you have Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way their products are engineered for utmost comfort protection and speed battle after battle Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies including compression pants fight shorts hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up and let's train. Hey, everybody, it's your boy West Dog from the GF6 Show reminding you to check us out on the baddest station on the planet. For station and broadcast times, go to www.gf6.com. That's gfsi dot You know what we do. Blow it up. If you love your rock and talk raw, uncut, unfiltered, uncensored, and unclassified, check out The Jay and Brody Show with hosts Jay and Brody Z. Be a podcast worldwide at jbrodyshow.podbean.com. Two average Joes get together, drink up, engage in witty banter and sh** talking, and discuss news, movies, sports, unsigned music, and find out who is the dumbass of the week. Anything goes. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. Follow The Jay and Brody Show on Twitter at Jay Brody Show. The Jay and Brody Show. What more needs to be said?
12: Welcome
5: to the era
7: of Amanda Lino. Put that belt around the waist, she's dirty. Amanda Lino is our first ever women's champion. She is an absolute female.
5: Rislan, the lioness of the
8: athlete.
7: Zoak as an entire weight division of Pablo Mandolina called her out and a man said you know what let's do this. Saturday, 26
1: May, South Africa's Mad Dog meets the Lioness from Morocco for the Women's Phantom Weight Championship of the World. EFC 70, Savaya, Durban. Tickets and broadcast information at EFCWorldwide.com.
12: Yo, baby, you have your asshole leaked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the
1: shit.
5: Fuck the fucking
1: You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your
5: ass.
6: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. And Hunter Athletic, gear up, and let's train. The songs you just heard were, you just heard Moth with Cobra's Bite. Before that, Crown by Fire with the cover of a Blue Oyster Cult classic, Burning for You. Before that, Smoke Hollow with Bite Never Ends. Before that, Moth again with Womanizer and starting the whole set off with I Am the Crime by Crown by Fire. Uh, do you enjoy that one, Mr. Freeze?
4: Yes, I did.
6: Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh moving on with the show once again, uh real quick, uh thank you very much to uh Justin Manning for joining the show and giving us uh some some rather interesting stories and some very good yeah. uh
4: Yeah. Yeah, I think that was actually some of the best advice I'd ever heard. <laughs> Go to business school, take accounting, do something, be good with numbers, that that right there is, that's key. Whether it's you, well, remember, people can always break up. So, you, you know, get yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, good advice.
6: Yes. So we got some feedback uh, from our, we don't get this very often, but uh, our feedback on the Fillmore voicemail, uh, you know, after last week's show and what we did, you know, it sure raised a lot of appreciation uh, from the people of South Africa. Also got us some hate, some idiots calling us racist, whatever, because wow. we op- we opposed the delirious Malema. So let's have a listen to the feedback here. Listen.
4: Yeah.
6: Hey. Give me just a moment here. Let's have a listen.
3: Well, well Todd here and I enjoy the outlaw radio. We need to pray that the Christians that are in South Africa, and I don't have many there are, but
10: we're
8: not, we're
10: not um, really exposed
3: to uh what happens in South Africa, I mean, I hope the Christians that are there
10: stand up and wake up and I'd like to see people become part of the solution instead of part of the problem. Was Nelson Mandela part of the problem? Well, it could, have been. it could have
3: been. You don't know and I don't know. But I wanted to tell you we have countries that are violent like South Africa and
10: Places like the United States. Um, however, the United States is. The United States is. Uh, in bad shape too with its drugs, with its crime. Uh, uh clap and uh, raise my hands, that was uh,
3: pretty good. So uh, 725,
10: seven, And that's where you can find me most of the time. So, anyway, um, so, I guess what I'm trying to say is that there's Violence everywhere, and uh, the
3: Christians need to take a stand in South Africa. And uh, yeah,
10: that's true. all right todd thank you very much for your feedback and thank you very much for tuning in uh, whether you're listening uh,
6: online or you're listening via the uh fillmore box there but uh you know what that, that's an interesting question he asked it, uh there mr freeze um was nelson mandela a part of the problem and as much as i do respect nelson mandela for Uh, The way he came out of prison and wanted to unite South Africa to make make it where uh, black people and white people can live together and work together. Uh, Yes, he was. Unfortunately, he was. Uh, For one, the uh, African National Congress, the ANC, they're more of a uh, communist organization. They believe in more of the socialist ways. But while... I don't agree with apartheid. There should, there shouldn't have been segregation. They could have done this without segregation. Mm
5: -hmm.
6: Um, South Africa was a first world country like the United States. Well, we're probably second heading toward third world. If we, you know, don't get uh, some, some shit cleared on our soil, but South Africa had a thriving economy during the apartheid era. And, uh, jobs were plentiful for both black and white people it's just that uh you know just like the segregation uh here in the united states where blacks had to sit in the back of the bus or use a different restroom or use a different drinking fountain and all that stupid bullshit there was there was a lot of that going on it and uh maybe you know if there if they they could have done this without the rules of apartheid. Now I understand that uh, Brindy told us, uh, you know, that uh, part of apartheid was because there was so much black and black crime that the Zulus hated the Cosa and they, or what not, one group would hate the other and they'd fight all the fucking time, and so that was part of what brought it on. But there didn't, yeah, there didn't need to be like a whites-only beach or any bullshit like that, and they. You can't tell me that that didn't happen because there, I mean, I'm sorry, the photography that I see back from apartheid didn't lie. It it was there. And there, there was a lot of crime. There was a lot of corruption, not as much as there is now,
10: though. So it, the, the, the way they've got this,
6: Set up now and then. uh, It's been proven that Julius Bolema's forefathers did not own the land before uh, the the white settlers came in. That's a bunch of bullshit. Here, Mister Freeze. Here's the deal. To start off a communist nation, you take out two specific groups: those that are faithful. To the old regime and the, and the farmers, because the farmers are self-sufficient. You take you take away the
10: farms, you control the food. Makes sense, of course,
4: of course. But uh, I think uh, Brenda had pointed out when she was up on here. Um, Brenda had said that. Um, a lot of the people that are uh, siding with uh, Melanie Malama, Marmaluke, Mama, Mama whatever, um, Delirious uh, Malama. <laughs> there you go, snatch face, kid squeeze, and shit on you goofball, fucking so kid squeeze. And... Oh, anyway, um, like they're, they're a lot of them don't know how to farm. So, what do you think is going to happen? There's going to be food shortages. Everybody's going to start turning on everybody else. Malema just wants
8: power. He wants that. He wants, and, and what
4: he started off with, like he, he's using one of the biggest, and this is not a, this is not a shout out to Trump, but the, one of the biggest Trump cards known around the world, racism. So of course, that's going to be the main fuel to his fire. That's what seems to be driving him. You can hear it in his voice, but all these people that are following him um, are, what if, They'll turn on each other. History will repeat itself. I said it before. History will repeat itself to some degree at least. They will I mean, they,
6: they crowd around him and eat up everything he says like candy. Oh, yes. And then the fact I'm I'm not calling for the genocide of white people yet.
4: <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. It depends on what clip you want to hear or watch or see of him, you know, what he's saying. Um no, I think this is uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is a today's age Hitler in a sense.
6: It most it definitely is
4: uh, unacceptable. I mean, to play the race card nowadays, I mean anybody could be racist to some degree, some point. But there's such this this fucking stigma surrounding. You know whether you can say this or whether you can say that. Whether you can say this, like I just was, I just slowed down on what I was going to say a few moments ago. I caught myself because I didn't want people saying, "Oh, you said that you're racist." The fuck I am. If I want to be racist, I'll be racist, which is not my everyday thing. But it's Melanie delirious made it. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, a lot of racism. I'm so they. He's, he's they want. The race
5: bullshit. I
6: think they they want us to be racist. They well, they. They want that. Yes, yes, I, I agree. Because that
4: way, there you go. There's the other side. You know what I mean? There's, we're all for our people. And, oh, well, they're saying something. So, yeah, yeah, they are racist. Let's fight them. Let's, let's argue with them. Let's fuel this fire. Let's keep this hate burning. And I, I believe that as well. Anything we say, anything to be perceived as, is, is, anyway, unacceptable, unacceptable.
6: You know, And um, another thing, too, is, you know, those those white landowners, the majority of them, they're not going to take this lying down. Some of them are saying, to hell with this, I'm going to Australia, which you you can't blame them for that. Um, But uh, some of them are like, I was born here, this is my home, And, and it is. It is. Yep. You can't take away the fact that, yeah, their forefathers went there what? What, that's it's almost uh, 500, 600 years ago, 400 years ago, correct the math there. So, you know, they were born there. That's the country they know. That's yep. the country they love. That is their home. They are not visitors, they are locals. Like,
4: fifth generation, sixth generation, in some, you know, like, it, it's, I, I don't understand, man. I mean, I mean, even if you wanted to strong-arm people, you could go and say, all right, listen, you have four ranches. You're going to give us one, or you're going to give us three back. You keep the one, the largest of, of, of all four, if you will. We'll take the other three, and uh, you could either, either, like, if they want to be assholes, you could either do that or we're going to take it. You know, give it up peacefully, or we'll take it. I, I mean, they're not even offering people anyway. Not even offering them out an out. Not, not that that's an acceptable out. Not at all. But it's better than dying. It's better than them fucking murdering people.
6: But um, you know, so so they're basically saying, "Give it to us, or else you're not getting a fucking thing back." Expropriation yeah. Yeah. without compensation. Well, yeah. for one, it's oh, they know that they're. They're violating the Constitution, so they're pushing so hard to have it amended, and these idiots that follow them are pushing so hard for the socialist ways.
4: And they're blinded. They're blinded.
6: They're brainwashed. You know what? You know what, though? Somebody else said, well, socialism is making the government pay you what is owed to you. But it means more government meaning they can do what the fuck they want. They can control what the fuck they want. The way our constitution was written was uh, partially modeled uh, house or South Africa wanted to kind of model our constitution to where the people control the government and the the government doesn't control the people. So, you know, that's, that's what communism is right there. I want to, I want to, to live the way I want to, and they can say, "Well, take away freedom of speech or whatever." And then it was Thomas Jefferson who said, "For for those who wish to give up uh, liberty for security, will have
10: neither." Um, so you know, okay. So what what do you want? What especially
6: it's here in the United States? What do you want? So. You want a bunch of security because somebody's pulling the race guard and starting a riot. So you want martial law and let and let the military take completely over and, and then the, our Constitution is completely obsolete? I don't know about you, but that is not at all what I want. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. And another thing, too, is the liberal <clears throat> media... Is see when when the when the white farmers are not going to give up, and they're at least they're not going to give up without a fight. The liberal media, CNN, and all of them are going to are going to make it look like they're the ones that started it. Yeah. They're not going to they're not going to show the bullshit that Malema did
10: to bring this on.
8: Yeah. Yeah.
10: I came across something else very
6: interesting too. Very interesting, in fact. I, I got to share this with you now. Um, a friend of mine directed directed me to somebody's Facebook page, and uh, oh boy, he he wrote this back in twenty sixteen. This is this is a man who lives in Uganda, Africa, and uh, he wrote this. Back on December 29, 2016, by December 31, 2018, mark my word. Hugh Mus I think I I never heard of him. Uh, says he will die. I don't know. I didn't look up his name. Worst hurricanes in the in a hundred years in the Caribbean. We've already been seeing some of that. Winnie Mandela will die. Seen that. Delirious Julius Malema will be assassinated and die. Hasn't happened yet.
5: Years are young.
6: World closest to nuclear war. Well, we're kind of seeing some of that. North Korea and USA will make peace. There have been some steps to, to that. Worst that, that trade wars. Nice. What's that?
4: that? That would be nice.
6: Yeah. Worst trade wars between the U.S. and China will bring another recession. Inflation is going up. Jacob Zuma will go to jail. They're pushing for that.
10: So. Interesting. Yeah. Uh. Mark
6: Imbabli Arnold, I think his uh, middle name is spelled M B A B A L I, and uh, he he wrote this and uh, you know kind of like a Nostradamus here, which I I really you know there there but there's no one but but one prophet and that, that's that's my Lord and Savior Himself. Amen. You know uh, they I don't believe in these uh, prophecies or, you know, like the the Nostradamuses and the Edgar Cases and all that, you know.
3: But, um, you
4: know. Well, I find are, a lot of that stuff very interesting because, uh, um, not that I, I follow it, religiously follow it, pardon the pun, but uh, a lot of the shit well, is like spot on, oh, fucking spot on. And, and how do you know that, you know?
6: Well, also, uh, Delirious Malema will be assassinated and died. A couple of weeks ago, there was already an attempt on his life. No shit. Uh, Well,
4: I'll say it again as well. Um, Not that I condone violence or killing somebody, but uh, in cases like this, you you take out the leader. The sheep will go back to pasture, metaphorically speaking, mostly. Mostly, like. Anyway, yeah, good, 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 good. Hopefully, it happens.
6: <laughs> per- personally, uh, I I want to see Malema. I, I don't know if I want to kill him, but well, uh, I want to see I want to see a punishment of some kind. That's oh, what I'm, I, there ha- there has to be a punishment.
4: I should. Uh, for some torture methods oh my god my head's filled with them
6: (laughs) a severe punishment
4: you know all right take his kneecap out shoot him in the kneecap drop him and then drop him and just take him hide him in a cave somewhere and just torture the hell out of him i
6: mean
4: i mean yeah he's a bad guy
8: you
6: know what I i here's the kind of future i see for julius malema is uh, you've seen The Lion King. Disney's The Lion King. One of my, my favorite Disney movies, what, cartoons. Hello,
4: Rafiki. You he know the way. Yes.
6: <laughs> um, Scars promising the hyenas, follow me, and I'm going to provide this. I'm going to provide that. Yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you everything you ever wanted. That is a good towards, thing. Towards the, the middle, the three main hyenas are, are like, it's time to eat, and there's no stinking entree. Yes. And then uh, towards the end, well, uh, after Simba basically beat his ass, yes. the
8: the
6: the hyenas uh, realized they were superior in number and took yes. him out. Yeah, so, and guess the,
4: who the crazy one's name was? Whoa, Ed.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
6: So for Malema, promising this, promising that, all this good, you know, we are going to liberate South Africa from the white men, you know, and then he's going to take away the farms.
13: It's time to eat.
4: There's no stinking entree. And there you go. That's what exactly.
6: That's exactly and, what. And then, yeah. of course, the millions of black South Africans who were waiting for him to fulfill his promises are going to close in on him.
4: You know what? Maybe that's a good torture. Maybe that's a good way to remove him from his pedestal and and, and when they turn, give him back to him.
6: (laughs) I mean, he and and his goons went after Jacob Zuma, and I can't defend Jacob Zuma because Jacob Zuma is a very corrupt leader who stole from the country of South Africa. Very, very, very corrupt piece of shit in his own right, but, uh, you, you know, um, I'm sorry. I just kind of see it as uh, I'm looking at Jacob Zuma, somebody behind the keyboard, pushed the upgrade button. And now I'm, now I'm looking at delirious Milena. All right,
5: oh, You know,
6: oh, oh, oh,
4: what happened with that? Is it a mayor or governor? Or I forget. Um, how Brindy had worded it, like um, people that oversee certain spots of the land, the the areas, they're not, I don't know if they're governor's mayor. That, that wasn't it a white mayor or something in some area that had switched things around and, and, and got people back on their feet. I think you brought, you brought it up last week about how he wanted to remove this guy from his, his position. Do you remember what I'm talking about?
6: I'd, I'd have to go back and listen, but I think uh, for one, I can think of is the white mayor of Port Elizabeth Nelson Mandela Bay uh, yes, that's uh, the one. That's the one. Yes, yeah. yeah. An- Anthel Trollope, you know, proven. He he's he's in uh, he's in a in a political party, of course that uh, is uh, mostly black, but Anthel Trollope wants wants to work for the people. Yes. So, Anthel Trollope has one thing that they they want that white leaders of South Africa in the past have been accused of, is uh, not learning the the language and everybody else, you know, the, the local languages, Kosa, Zulu, uh, I think it's called Suto, I can't remember, um, but, uh, you know, that and uh, I think that's a very fair criticism, you know, that, uh, you know, if, if, if uh, the blacks have to learn Afrikaans or English, why yep, not the white... Learn some Zulu. Uh, I, learn some I agree Kosa.
4: absolutely. Yep.
6: Well, Ample Trollope is fluent in Kosa and has spoke it at some of his uh speeches. So he oh, is really compromised good. with them on that.
4: Very good. Oh man. And and as yeah. we heard
6: from, from Brand uh Brindy is her name, sorry. She she speaks Zulu and Honestly, that that is not an easy language to learn. Very tough. COSA, even tougher.
4: I'm still having a hard time with English, folks.
6: (laughs) Yes. But uh, also, sadly, unfortunately, I think uh, I've heard of three more farm murders since our last last, uh, show that we did last week. There was a man, I think, I can't remember if he was in Johannesburg, Cape Town, or Durban. He was uh, jumped by a a gang of black people, forced to drink sewer water. Oh. Oh, They kicked him him around and said, give us back our country, white shit.
1: Oh,
4: God. Imagine, folks, all right, click P. Take a picture of that in your mind, a group of what three four five whatever uh dark skinned fellows compared to one uh one, one white dude okay now switch it around, switch it around, imagine if it was the other way it's like that feeling that feeling that you would get okay like white people too could get, get scared of being jumped by you know other 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 ethnic groups as far as like all right. If white people did that to a black people, it would black person. It would be a hate crime. In in either way, it's still yes, hate. yeah, most oh,
5: definitely.
4: Yes. You know. So I'm sorry. I I I know I might not really be making sense, but flip the script. Imagine if it was a bunch of white guys that jumped a black dude. I mean, that would scream racism immediately in people's minds. And yet, maybe those people just aren't seeing color. But in this case, they are, and it's flipped. The blacks pounding and beating the shit out of a white man. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> come on. You fucking pussy-ass coward cunts. You ever hear of shooting a fair one? Let's go out in the backyard. Give me five minutes. Put up your dukes, brother. You
6: know, this is like, it's bullshit. Uh, Gangs. You know, the and... thing. Look, I just don't get it now. They're, they say there's no such thing as reverse racism. Oh. If it... if uh, I'm from Detroit. You really
4: think i want to talk about racism?
6: I mean, okay, so it, 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 if a if a black person says white trash, hunky, whatever, yep, that's uh, you know that's considered justice. It, that it, it's like, more acceptable, yeah, more accepted. There's something there's something justified about it. But you you screech out the N word. You screech out uh, in in South Africa the racial term begins with a K. And out of respect for them, I'm not going to say it. You bet right. you say it, and it's considered racism. I, also, I don't see the difference. Discrimination no. is discrimination. Absolutely.
4: Absolutely. Um, you're going to say, oh, yeah, yeah. And also, people, when somebody, if somebody, you know, speaking to me, telling me, oh, well, you know, he called, called this person the N-word. What the fuck? We're, we're, we're alone. Just tell me what the fucking N-word is because it's already in my mind. Yeah, you know, sorry. So we know we know what those words mean. <laughs> yeah,
6: and not only that too. You know, it. I don't like it when I'm talking among uh, a group of black people and I hear them using it in their everyday conversations. I don't like yes. it because it uh, it it's kind of a, a demonstration fashion. of lack of self respect. You know, to me, oh. it empowers the the racist white man to uh you know when they say that amongst one one another and then it tells society it's okay to say that no i think that i wish that black people would eliminate that word from their conversation because they say it it, it can be affectionate like hey what's up brother what's up buddy what's up my friend no the n word was originally a, a derogatory racial remark and there's no twisting it around to make it sound nice.
4: No, no, that's a word. Black, definitely...
6: people, black people who use that word, think about it, and, and have some self-respect.
1: Oh, but I'm putting an A on it. I'm not saying the R. I'm
4: putting an A on it. What the Doesn't fuck is matter. the difference? That's what I'm exactly. saying. What the fuck is the difference? It makes me... I've got this mulatto friend, right? And uh, he, he pulls that shit. If he did something, you know, he did something, that if he screws something up, he'd be like, oh, I'm just a piece of shit, you know, and, and use the word. I'm like, dude, I said, being from Detroit, like I heard that, you know, fresh out, of, fresh out of the womb, I heard that word. You know, not from my family, of course, but, you know, in fucking Detroit, man. So um, uh, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm just a stupid this. I'm, a stu-. I'm like, dude, you actually, I am now, I cringe when I hear that. I cringe now. He made me extremely uncomfortable with that. So I'm very touchy on, on racism and stuff like that. And uh, uh, to me and my experience through life, my opinion only folks, and they're mostly like assholes. We, we all should have one. But it's like, I feel that other ethnic groups are more racist against the whites, you know, us white people than, or Caucasians, than than we are of them. In a lot of cases I've witnessed personally. Could be wrong, but maybe just my side over here on the East Coast a little bit. But uh It's, um, you guys, drop the whole fucking racism thing, you know? Seriously, please, this is, this is, this is, look what it's doing in South Africa. Look how it's fueling their fire. Look, kill the white man, kill the white man. Well, that's what's going on. Shame on you, don't kill anybody unless it's to defend yourself. But, uh, fuck racism, it's bullshit. I'll shut up. Now, that's
6: what you know... uh, Back when I was a kid, I thought Andrew Dice Clay was funny and uh, of course I don't think he's that funny anymore because his no. humor Isn't that something?
4: <laughs> 10 20 <laughs> years go by you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, anyway, go ahead. Start, start. Yeah,
3: yeah
6: to, you know, his humor's pretty much uh burned out and stupid, but when uh, he ma- he makes when he makes the jokes uh I I like it when uh, he he said on the Arsenio Hall show I'm setting an example of how stupid racism is. Hmm. Hmm. You know, that's what I do like about Andrew Dice Clay. I kind of get tired of his sexist, really (laughs) derogative, misogynist bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, oh, yeah, I
4: racism, you guys. It's, it's, it's honestly, man. Like I said, I live around all sorts of different ethnic people. In fact, you know, I am a minority where I live. Gorgeous luxury apartments, beautiful place, you know, beautiful people. In uh, if somebody does something that I think, you know, is stupid, I'm just like, you know, you thinking to myself, you motherfucker. You know, I'm not sitting there calling them this, that, and the other thing. How dare you all? All right, that's it. Oh, yeah, and if you have a dog... Trust me, if your dog eats grass, you know, um, it, they can get ticks in their mouths. It, it's, been, it's been documented that dogs will get ticks in their jowls or mouths, so check them. I just picked a tick out from between my dog's fucking toes.
6: Unbelievable. I to say, where the hell that, did this come from? <laughs> oh, just because, I yeah, he was licking his, his back where his front paw, and
4: I'm like, what the hell? I, you know, he's, so I ran my finger like through the crease of his paw, and there was a the little, the little, the little finger spot, and there a fucking tick on it. So, that's yeah, that's where that came from. Because I love animals, I you know I'd rather hang out with a dog than a person most of the time. Yes, yeah, fucking animals
6: yeah. <laughs> You know what? Uh, real quick though, I, I I wanted to play a clip uh, from YouTube I found of uh, Delirious Malema going after a white person in his office. Let's see here.
4: Like physically or verbally?
6: Uh, verbally. All right. He doesn't
4: strike me as a physical guy himself.
6: No, he he strikes me as a fucking idiot, but
4: uh, give me five minutes with him, I'll fold him up and put him in the closet.
6: But uh, yeah, here here's the video here where uh, he's he's insulting a
7: BBC journalist. Oops. Conference. The drama started while Malema was answering a question from Jonah Fisher about the MDC's unhappiness with his visit to Zimbabwe over the weekend. Malema stated that he doesn't like people uh, who doesn't take people like the MDC seriously since they hold their news conferences in Sauton. When the journalist pointed out that Malema lived in Santon and they told him he was talking rubbish, the ANC Youth League president snapped. You see, let me tell you,
14: before you, you, you are Chacharach, let me tell you. This is, a, this is a building of a revolutionary party, and you know nothing about the revolution. So, here, yeah, wait, here, yeah, yeah, here you behave, or else you jump. Here yeah, you, don't laugh. Chief, can you get security to remove this thing? If, if you're not going to grave, you're going to call security to take you out. This is not a, 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 a newsroom, this. This is a revolutionary house. And you don't come here with a dark tendency. Don't come here with that white tendency. Not yet. You can do it somewhere else. Not yet. If you've got a tendency of undermining blacks even while you work, you are in the wrong place. Here you are in the wrong place. And you can go out. Yeah, you can go out. Rubbish is what you have covered in that uh, uh, trouser. That is rubbish. That which you have covered in this trouser is rubbish. OK? You are a small boy, you can't do anything. I didn't come here to be... Come you. out! Go out! Bastard! Wow. Go out! You
7: bloody agent! The ANC has applied for leave to appeal against a High Court ruling which declared the struggle song, shoot the bear illegal, and unconstitutional. The ruling party maintains the song is an important part of South Africa's history. It says most South Africans would oppose the court's decision. In court papers, the ANC argues the High Court shouldn't have imposed a blanket ban on the slogan Shoot the The party also contends the judge didn't sufficiently consider the constitutional provisions on freedom of speech and that the High Court should have directed the matter to the Equality Court. In the meantime, Julius Malema has accused South African courts of being stuck in what he calls an apartheid way of the
14: These people who are presiding over the song are the same people who have presided over the cases of comrades who are singing these songs during our And among the questions they asked them before they...
6: All right, so you hear him calling the uh, BBC journalist a bastard, yet he... Cl- he calls himself a professional,
15: <laughs>
6: but uh, the song they're talking about, of course, we didn't cover this a whole lot in the last episode. But uh, there's a song that uh, has been sung called "Shoot the Borer," called or uh, another word, "Shoot the Farmer," and it's also been endorsed by. This is just so so bizarre. It's been endorsed by um, uh, Bono of U two, saying that what? this song is okay. Yeah, yeah, the no fuck out of here. He's
4: one of the biggest like uh, what, humanitarians around. What, what
6: anyway? Bono, come on. Oh yeah. Uh, here's the song. I'm going to go ahead and play it here.
15: If the youth leak viva. viva, I am sorry. To kill killer men should to kill the master. O al was never a coward. And every time we sing about O oh, al we know that we are singing about a determined, fearless fighter of all the conditions and there is no one who is going to tell us how we should salute tango or praise tango or remember tango. It's so as we see we are saluting the generation that fired us into democratic dispensation. Whether we are here. I say this thing because you want to intimidate the wife or so want to kill them. We think the song of our say at that time. The songs that kept you going. The songs that carry the forces together to and fight and conquer the part in It is this song that kept the MK soldiers in exile together to a point where democracy and freedom was delivered. It is this song that Solomon was killed for singing. Further the aims of the ASC at that time, many including singing the ASC song.
6: I don't think you need to be killed for singing that song, but, uh, definitely, uh, you know, why, why sing it if, uh, you, if you don't have it, he's, he's also claiming that he's not trying to stir up shit by singing a song like that. Can you call bullshit on that? Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, it is definitely time to go to our next music set. Uh, I know after last week's episode, and uh, I'm sorry, this is, this subject is not old. It uh, needs to be talked about, and we had to recap a little bit, and we'll probably recap a little bit more in the future. Yep. But anyway, coming up uh, next music set, we have Louise Warren, going to be followed by Thunder Mother. They're out of uh, Stockholm, Sweden, and as a matter of fact. Yeah, I just recently uh, discovered uh, – had their music sent to me, and it's good stuff. Chino XL, Steve Hoffmeyer, and Red Sun Rising. We'll be right back after this.
13: How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are?
1: You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask...
7: you mind if I fart?
5: You really know how to
13: waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fans.
5: There's a town I love and a town I hate all at the same time. I've been pacing slowly, a up slowly at the crazy
9: Hey there, swingin' bachelors. Tired of the steady drip, drip, drip of gonorrhea? Well, then Peter Rooter could be just what you've been looking for.
5: Peter Rooter, that's the name. You just flush your troubles down the drain. Rodden Peter, Rodden Peter, Rodden Peter. <laughs>
12: And white house, my eyes got run out of picture. Reposted like an offer after before and after picture. High like who right. say, I like Aston up this yellow bastard rock. Still representing Jersey to the floor. Now that rock. So now I rip again, leaving with whispering, making my impression left for years like the shroud cinematography showing signs of your autopsy, don't dare, I'm turning your whole project to in Square, not number five like Capcom, inside a Tupac side, up side, not top side, side, burn your eyes like hydrogen peroxide, you better dodge this god, that's looking like the boss, disgusting like an old white woman's penis, so discharge, bringing my fist heart, causing viral spinal meningitis, when the slightest final coincide through it's dying to my violent twist, the the backseat like fucking rolls apart i represent them niggas that make you unhealthy or why you represent bad niggas like denzel in philadelphia uh, i ruin more brothers with skilled careers than don king your yo, beat stop the track here the phone is ringing i hear the phone ring yep yeah. Oh seven, no one's seven. Be code, I don't give a fuck. throwing up a cut, we're sitting excellent by it up. We're getting into a wired up. Be a man like Michelle and Go, O'Cella Receive your ass beating. I perform performing for the most sellout crowds and the up meeting. I'm making them look dummy and dumber like Tim Carrey. Go dig for David Cole. I'm back in office like Baddy and Val. My coupon lays, why a girl braiding my braids? MC's all afraid in so many different ways. Then you can see this was a goddamn slaughter. Wrapping.
5: I know every crack in these dirty sidewalks, so Broadway. The hustle is the name of the game. And night nice skies get washed away like the snow in the rain. There's been a load of compromising on the road. On me. Like a rhinestone cowboy Riding out on a horse In a star rodeo Like a rhinestone cowboy Getting cards and letters from people I don't even know And offer is coming over Smile can hide all the pain But you're down when you're riding the train That's taking the long way And I dream of the things I do With a subway token and a dollar stuck inside my shoes There'll be a load of compromising On the road to my horizon I'm gonna be where the light's shining on me Like a rhinestone cowboy Riding out on a horse in a star-spangled rodeo Like a rhinestone cowboy Getting cards and letters from people I don't even know Offers coming over the phone Like a rhinestone cowboy Riding out on a horse in a roadie rodeo like a rhinestone cowboy Getting cards and letters from people I don't even know Offers coming over the phone Like a cowboy Thank you. Thank you
10: Fillmore Voicemail allows people to engage in social networking through
0: the exchange of voice messages without the need of utilizing a computer. For more information or to get your very own Fillmore Voicemail box, call toll-free 1-866-4-GET-VMB. 1-866-4-GET-VMB. That's 1-866-443-8862. Or visit FillmoreVoicemail.com. Fillmore Voicemail, a service of Fillmore Productions.
5: 20 Heavy Metal from America's heart of rock and roll at Diamond's Event Center. Welcomes straight from Cleveland. Mushroom
1: Head live in concert with Vices, Gabriel and the Apocalypse, Santana, Alima Eye, and Mindspan. it up with parents or guardian. Full bar for 21 and up ID required. Tickets are on sale now. A very limited number of reserved tickets are available. Get yours at JeromeTickets.com. Mushroom Head. Mushroom Head.
5: Someday, May 20th. Diamonds <laughs> Mushroom Head.
1: Center, Southern Rock Station
0: He took an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States of America. By some, he's been called controversial. He is the free American, Clay
13: Douglas. Now, keep in mind that some of my guests have been approached by Homeland Security or FBI saying, why are you going on the Clay Douglas show? My
1: message to those guys, if they're listening this morning, is good morning. Go get a cup of coffee. Maybe you'll learn something.
13: Yeah, sit down. I'm always invited you. I hope you come into my lecture, man. Now, you know, we, we both took the same oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic i don't recall there being an expiration date on that catch the free american
0: weekday mornings at 10 a.m eastern 7 a.m pacific for the podcast and more details go to freeamerican.com some material may not be suitable for children under 18
16: what happened you used to go hours without visiting the bathroom Now it seems like you're constantly getting up to pee. And you're even getting up at night to go. This is not okay. Listen, the makers of Super Beta Prostate, the number one prostate formula, are introducing a new wonder pill. Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. With three key ingredients that are great for your prostate. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. To celebrate, we're sending free bottles to men who want to cut down on bathroom trips. Yes, your first 30-day supply is free. Pay shipping and handling. Call 1-800-255-3377. Early research suggests that an ingredient in P3 Advanced may help support a normal prostate size. Combine that with a reduction in urges to pee, and you have a formula you'd be crazy not to try. Get P3 Advanced free. Call 1-800-255-3377. 1-800-255-3377. 1-800-255-3377.
1: the bowels of a nondescript building in a little hip town, this is Outlaw Radio. I'm
5: not the mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! 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 asshole!
6: <laughs> Never gets old. No,
5: absolutely
6: not. <laughs> Welcome back to Outlaw Radio. We, of course, are sponsored by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. And Hunter Athletic, Gear Up and Let's Train, the songs you just heard. You just heard Red Sunrising with Fascination. Before that, Steve Hoffmeyer with a Glenn Campbell cover, Rhinestone Cowboy. Before that, Chino XL, Many Different Ways. Before that, Thunder Mother out of Stockholm, Sweden with Children on a Rampage. And starting the whole set off, Louise Warren, excuse me, Louise Warren headed to Nashville. And of course, you haven't heard Chris all night. Well, you're about to for a pre recorded segment of News of the Weird. You ready for this?
11: Yes. Yeah. Hello, everyone. I am the Master Chris Master coming to you pre recorded because, well, let's just say I am with my fiance right now. And while you guys are important to me, you know, hey, I only get to see my fiance a few times a year. In person, so in this case I am being pre recorded this week and Bad Billy, I think it's time. It's time. It's time.
0: This is Outlaw Radio News
5: of the Week.
11: the Love radio newsroom. Nobody gives a shit. Thank you. And for some reason, the animal kingdom must hate Dylan McWilliams. On Thursday, the 20-year-old resident of Grand Junction, Colorado was bitten by a shark while boogie boarding off the island of Kau- Kau- Kauai... Hawaii. Okay.
6: Kauai. Uh,
11: well, This is, but this is less than a year after McWilliams was attacked by a 300-pound black bear.
3: Whoa! They must not like him
6: too much.
11: Yeah, McWilliams was a, uh, and he was attacked by the bear while camping in Boulder County, Colorado, according to CBS Denver. McWilliams was about 30 yards from shore when he was knocked off his board and suddenly felt a searing pain in his right leg. He told the Honolulu Star-Advertiser, "At first, I panicked. I don't. I didn't know if I lost half my leg or what." Um, McWilliams said he believes the animal that attacked him was a six to eight foot tiger shark. He saw the stripes and he kicked it hard before attempting to swim to shore. He told the paper, "That was the scariest part. I didn't know where the shark was, and I didn't know if he would come after me again." McWilliams did make it to shore where bystanders helped him get to an emergency room. Although the injury wasn't life-threatening, McWilliams suffered some deep cuts based on the photos he posted on Facebook. Although an experience like that might make, him, might make some afraid of future ocean swims, McWilliams was mad The cuts kept him from boogie boarding. McWilliams told Hawaiian TV station KGMB, I'm just mad that I can't get back in the water for a couple of days. Of course, Mick Williams is almost used to being attacked by large creatures with big teeth after his bear encounter last year. Oh, and that wasn't it. Three years ago, he was bitten by a rattlesnake while hiking in Utah. <laughs> oh, shit.
3: Oh,
6: boy. <laughs> He's got some of the worst luck I've heard of. <laughs> they don't like him very much.
11: He's like that guy that where everything always happens to him. At, uh, I don't know. Have you ever seen the cartoon show Hey Arnold?
6: Yes. I don't recall ever seeing that.
11: Oh, well, it was a Nickelodeon show, and there's this character named Eugene who has the worst luck ever, like he... Throws his back out. He has a bear fall on him. (laughs) He has so much stuff happen to him every episode. And this kid kind of reminded me of of Eugene from Hey Arnold. So if you're a 90s kid and remember Nickelodeon in the 90s and remember Hey Arnold, you'll get what I just said. And they say everyone has a twin, and for Donald Trump, that person may be a woman in rural, sp- in rural Spain. Yes, Dolores Le Antello has lived with her husband on a farm in Cabana de Mergantinos for 40 years. Although she doesn't have a computer or a phone, Antello has achieved viral fame since she was photographed by journalist Paula Vasquez. Antello posed with hoe in hand gardening tool hoe for an article about how farmers were adjusting to recent storms. Vasquez told the Spanish language publication Faro de Vigo Dolores was going to her farm to pick some cabbages, so I talked with her for a while while a girlfriend was taking pictures of her, and I took the opportunity to take another photo with my cell phone. And yes, she looks like Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> you don't believe me? Look at the story see. yourself on our Twitter. Yes,
6: look for it on Twitter. You'll see it there.
11: Yeah, and I mean, this kind of goes to show, but this can also be, you know, Donald Trump, you know you're ugly if a, if you get mistaken. You know you're ugly if you get mistaken for Donald Trump. <laughs> You know, walk up to some to the person and say, hey, President Trump, it's good to meet you. And she's like, I am not Donald Trump. I'm not huge. <laughs> uh, and even the hair looks fake. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just,
3: just like the Donald
11: himself. Yep. And uh, here's something uh, to make you go oh! Just days after the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge welcomed their new son into the world, the royal baby has made his Lego debut. Legoland Windsor Resort, which happens to be located near the residence of the infant's great-grandmother, Queen Elizabeth, has welcomed the royal family's Lego counterparts to the park's mini-land attraction. The Brick, the brickture Pick, perfect model shows Father William and Mother Catherine holding the newborn prince along with their first two children, Princess Charlotte and Prince George, in front of a Lego recreation of Buckingham Palace. Of course, no depiction of the royal family would be complete without Lego paparazzi snapping pictures so they were included as well. And you can check out all the photos on our Twitter at Outlaw Radio ABS. Hold on just a second. I gotta blow my nose. Oh shit!
5: What? You know uh, what? Inappropriate.
11: Uh. <laughs> no, allergies suck. Yeah. That's why I hate spring.
6: That's my one of my favorite times of year. What are you talking about? Not so hot. Uh, not so cold.
11: Yeah, and you don't have to deal with allergies either. No, uh, the hell I don't. Uh, and fearing that such a revelation might derail an otherwise promising relationship, actor Leonardo DiCaprio reported feeling nervous Tuesday about the inevitable moment when he would have to tell his new girlfriend that he is still a virgin. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, age 43, said, I hope she doesn't look at me differently when she finds out that I've never gone all the way before. Noting that while he has dated dozens of actresses and models and once got to third base with Claire Danes on the set of 1996's Romeo and Juliet and got to see that uh, Kate Winslet uh, totally nude and almost did it with her in Titanic, he hasn't ever sealed the deal with one of his sweethearts. Oh, bullshit. He said, <laughs> I'm not fine. He buying said, it. I really like this girl and I don't want her to think I'm weird or anything, or that I built up this whole sex thing in my mind to the point where I'm going to have impossibly high expectations. The truth is, I've just been waiting for the right person to come along and don't want to do it until it feels right, remarking that good things come to those who wait. DiCaprio pointed to the example of his close friend, Martin Scorsese who lost his virginity only last year and said it was pretty cool. (laughs) Oh, do you believe that for a second, Billy?
6: Uh, No, I
11: I don't fucking believe that. (laughs) Well, good, because that's from The Onion. Yeah. All right. And, uh, yes. And it looks like that's about all for right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for News of the Weird.
6: You know, Chris, uh, before you go, um, I know I put that uh, that one video in the uh, Outlaw Radio private chat that we have a couple of, day- couple of days ago. Did you have a look at that video?
11: Oh, the woman picking her nose. <laughs>
6: Can you believe that? Yeah, you um because the yeah, this is in the South African Parliament because of the the video research I was doing on uh, Delirious Malema, and
8: mm-hmm.
6: yeah, uh, I'll post this to the Twitter. If you go to around the nine minute nineteen second mark, look at the woman in the back who's just fucking digging. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, that,
11: yeah, I had to do everything possible to keep from holding keep from barfing, man. And that was, I mean,
13: come on.
6: You know what, though? I, th- I think everybody, every human being out there has picked their nose one, at oh, yeah. one time an, 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 uh, or another. Hell, 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 I did,
11: hell, I did earlier today.
6: But come on, in the middle of Parliament. <laughs> you
11: know? Hell, hell, I don't, I don't care if it's in front of, front of the president. If I feel booger. Irritating my nose, I'll pick it.
6: Well, here in the states, they, we call it digging for gold. In South Africa, they call it mining for diamonds. <laughs>
11: oh, God.
3: <laughs>
6: yeah. oh God! Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, go to that video and that and that woman just starts
11: digging. <laughs> oh man! <laughs>
6: yes, which you will find on our
5: YouTube.
6: <laughs> Or our Twitter, just to watch the YouTube video, and oh
11: my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. And uh, hopefully, I'll be back next week live.
6: Absolutely. <laughs> All uh, right. Have fun, Chris. Thank you, man. And let's see if you can make it a step further than Derek. <laughs>
11: well well even if I don't this time I've already done that previously with a, with other women before I got with Mary, so we're good there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Take care. Alright, you too, man.
6: Alright, so there's your news of the weird it's about time to call it a night <laughs> I hear you tapping on your keyboard. Are you looking for that woman picking her nose?
4: No, no. I'm actually I have a lot of fucking paperwork that I've been putting (laughs) off. I didn't realize. Yeah, now I have a time limit.
6: (laughs) But I moved the keyboard. I moved the keyboard.
3: Okay.
6: All right. So it is definitely time to call it a night here on Outlaw Radio. I want to thank you very much for tuning in. Of course, we will be back next week. Uh, Who our guest is, is yet to be determined, but you know we always come through.
15: So, with that said,
6: good night, everybody. Mr. Freeze, again, thank you for being the soldier you are, stepping up, even though you don't feel the best.
4: Oh, that's all right. Uh, Glucosamine, Tylenol, uh, it's it's working a little bit. So, (laughs) sounds good, man. Unless I'm hospitalized and puking my brains out, I'll,
6: I'll be here. No problem. All right. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio. We're going to end the show with "Through fire and stronger. Good night. Thank you, everybody. God bless you all. Have a good night, bud. Good night.
13: Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's where you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to go piss up a rope. We give our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what.
6: Bad Billy here. If you want to get your hands on some awesome apparel, then look no further than Fresh Baked Teas. Fresh Baked Teas is the preferred custom apparel manufacturing company for Outlaw Radio, The Locked and Loaded Radio Show, Cranked Up Country, and many others. T shirts, tank tops, and hoodies available in all sizes. Simply go to FreshBakedTeas.com and place your order today. <laughs>
5: it off.
0: This fucking shit. We're not posh and pompous. We're Locked and Loaded. The Locked and Loaded Radio Show with the Bulldogs, Scott Rumsey. Enjoy the best in rock music, metal, and classic rock, along with interviews and... Hot arc. It's raw. It's unfiltered.
5: It's certifiably apeshit fucking crazy. Like the
0: Locked and Loaded Radio Show on Facebook at facebook.com slash locked and loaded radio show. And follow the show on Twitter at L A L R S 007. Locked and
5: loaded! The
0: Locked and Loaded Radio Show on
9: Internet radio devices every fucking where. You critics don't define our honor. You try to shame us for doing our job. You teach children to fear us, crowds to attack us, and good people to doubt us. But we will never back down from our sworn duty to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. We wake up every day, put on our badge, strap a gun to our hips, kiss our families goodbye, and put our lives between the law-abiding and any criminal who threatens their rights. We serve people of every color and creed, men, women, and children in violent, dangerous neighborhoods, because they have the same right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness as CEOs, movie stars, and the political elite. We are Americans and we are the American police officer. We stand with the National Rifle Association of America, and the NRA stands with us. Together, we're freedom's safest place.
0: I'm Jim Hunt at your service put my voice and audio production skills to work for you Let's do this
1: you have been listening to radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 773 572 7878. All
3: feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at Outlaw Radio
5: com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions.
13: Here I am. Sitting on the porch, writing another song about whaling, really, David Allen. cool you can't go wrong. There's such great outlaw boys just like me. Man, can't you see? Cause you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song The outlaw song Well here I am Sitting on the porch Wishing I was here With those Be strumming on the cold hard truth, and he stopped loving her today. And I love the play because you can't go. Song. about waylon and willie david allen cogan man in black and the possum george jones you can't go wrong you can't go wrong with
5: one
13: good Arlo song